Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is one of the most talked about things this morning. I'd say most homes were watching it. Not everyone in every home, of course. And many as a person would have walked out of the room when it was on. Others would be saying that they never watch it when they do. They just are so embarrassed to admit it. All of that. Uh, what am I talking about? Well, this, of course. It's been eight weeks of romance, rows and rocky relationships. And now it's time to find out who you've chosen as your winning couple. Greg and Amber, Tommy and Molly May. The public have been watching your every move. We've laughed with you, we've cried with you, but most of all, we've fallen in love with you. And now it's time to reveal the winning couple. The winners of Love Island 2019 are... Too much drama. Just name them. You girl, you. Greg and <laughs> So there you go. You've plenty of time. If you haven't uh, looked at your recording to have turned the volume down, I'm sure, during that. But I don't have any sympathy for people who don't watch television in the conventional way. Let me speak to Amanda Ferguson, who I bet watches it and then re-watches it. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Amanda, now you're going to think, here's old Frank, who is, you know, from the country. And he's just saying this because he's a bloke. But I'll be completely honest, I don't know anything about Love Island other than it seems to be incredibly glamorous. It has been watched in my home. I haven't followed any of it. When I heard that a big rugby player from Limerick won it, I immediately went online to see who the lad was. Uh, Amber, I had to look up to see how glamorous she was, when indeed what her hairstyle was, for instance, or was she a girl of you know ample proportions or pretty slight? You know the sort of thing you do when you're watching <laughs> Love Island because they don't look like real people. Um, ha- having said all of that, having said all of that, it seems to have totally gripped the nation. And Greg O'Shea, who's a rugby player from Limerick, and Amber, and I haven't got Amber's. Uh, name on the tip of my tongue, surname, but she's from Newcastle upon Tyne and they've won £50,000 between them and Greg, he won it but he gave half of it to Amber. I'm still right on all of this, yes? Yes, you're, you're, you're sort of there. Okay, um, okay. And, but they're going to become millionaires now. They're going to be millionaires because they've won Love Island. Over to you, over to you Amanda. Explain <laughs> the appeal to me, please. 
Yeah, I think that actually most of the cast, as they're known, will probably end up um, becoming millionaires because it is a very sort of uh, a big sort of money generating uh, kind of series. You know, it's been off work for the people that get to take part in it. But I think that um, Love Island is appealing to people because it is glam and it is fun and it's lighthearted as well. But there are some serious sides to it as well. Like, you know, I, I know that I spend a lot of my time in journalism writing about politics and doom and gloom and, you know, really sort of depressing sort of things that have to be covered. So it's a nice bit of light relief. It's kind of like a bit of escapism and sort of candy floss, trash TV that you can watch um, and just sort of zone out from from, from all of the, the sort of uh, troubles in life. But I'm not going to try and, and defend it as, you know, highbrow television or, or something that is, is, is deeply educational. But it, it has been very useful, I think, particularly because it appeals to quite a young audience in general. It's been very good, I think, for young people to see how relationships work. To see, you know, I know it's not a sort of um, natural environment, but you're learning about, you know, how women and men interact with each other. You know, the, the, the uh, girl Maura Higgins from Longford uh, raised loads of questions about, you know, women's sexuality um, and how that's presented and how that's accepted. And then we saw different issues throughout the series being raised, like gaslighting about men and women's relationships when it doesn't work out. Hold you know, on, let me stop you there. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've heard this term, gaslighting. What is gaslighting? Yeah, it's kind of um, somebody sort of convincing you that you're that you're mad, that what you feel and, and believe isn't true, um, and trying to make it out as if you know. Essentially, in this circumstance, it was one of the girls was being treated not very well by one of the guys, and then it, it was making it out as if you know, what are you talking about? You know, you're mad, and sort of to question your own feelings. So it's it's a part of um, I suppose it's a part of emotionally abusive behaviour. Um, and I know that the, the groups like Women Women's Aid and other groups, um, you know, that are concerned. Uh, regarding relationships um, highlight that as something that's quite important for young people to understand what it looks like. So it's been interesting, I think, from that point of view in terms of uh, young people seeing what, what a healthy relationship looks like. And also, you know, there's all the, the, the fun and the crack and then there's the merchandise range that's linked to it as well. So it's not... Um, you know, it's not all uh, sort of like we're not sitting down making notes every night. It is just a bit of fun. I, you see, and again, I really do feel, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a sense of ignorance on this, and I have to admit that yeah. because I could speak to someone about football, and if they've never been to a football match or they've never played football, they're 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 going to have to say, "Listen, I, I don't really know what you're talking about." So, I, yeah, that, that's, I'm not way about cricket. <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I'm a bit in the dark as to Love Island now. I know enough about it as everyone will know the shape of the ball and they know there's nets and they know there's teams play and the team that scores the most wins. Everybody knows that. I I glanced at the screen a few times. I have uh, people who are near and dear to me who, who watch Love Island and who, who like it and who, as a matter of fact, really look forward to the conclusion of it. But I've never got the chance to actually talk to them about it. And I just... What, what struck me was the people were like... Drop dead gorgeous, those who I saw. The men and the women, the men didn't look like me and the women didn't look like any girl I ever danced with in a, in a nightclub. They seem to be... Oh, no, you're going to get some... I know. But... ...some new worded text messages from your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes, but I, when it was me, I just never... You know, I was, I was at the back of the queue. So the, the, what I'm saying is that I see incredibly glamorous people on a screen... Not very um, overly dressed. They're they're quite scantily clad, actually, and they are. 
groomed to perfection and they're interacting with each other. I don't see how you could learn anything about life from people like that. They're, they're not real people. Real people have a bit of weight or have a boil or, you know, have a, a slightly unstraight tooth or they walk with a, like a, a, a you know, a sore leg or they just, they're, well, gr- they're grumpy. They're, they're not gorgeous. The premise of the show is that it's a group of sort of gorgeous 20-somethings that are in a villa in Spain. So, of course, they're going to be wearing their um, their uh, bikinis and things like that and, and, and their trunks or whatever. Um, and, and they aren't perfect. You know, they're not. They're by, they're by no, they are, you know, attractive people, but they're, they're by no means perfect. And I think it's just, it's a bit of fun. They go in, everybody goes in as a singleton, and then you couple up with people and the aim of the show is that you, that you try to find love. And in some in some previous series it has worked out for people in other series it hasn't you know nobody's expecting every, everybody that, that goes into the show to be together forever um, but it, it is very it's, it's inter- I think it's it's one of the reasons why I like it is because you can see the sort of the dynamics between the relationships and the friendships and you can see how the girls support each other and how the, the boys back each other up and then you can see the guys that are, are respectful of women and you can so you can sort of um, you can work out how people have been raised a bit by how they get on, and like mm. even even the, the 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 late entry into the into the show was, was Greg O'Shea, the you know the Irish rugby player, um, and I think that he's kind of uh, turned um, perceptions maybe of of uh, of young sportsmen on its head because he is you know not this sort of like laddish bloke, but very sort of uh, respectful and gentlemanly, um, and um, it's been interesting for me to actually see um, the young men being very. Um, able to express their feelings, which I think has been good. And you, you, you've seen through the the progress of the of the show, where like obviously emotions are high in a setup like that, that some of them have been crying, and you know the other guys haven't, you know, uh, have been uh, you know supportive of that, and you know it's okay to express your emotions and stuff. And you've also then seen the the negative side of of relationships between young people. But I think nobody you know should take the show too seriously. Like it is, it's a summer show. It's fun. It's lively. There's merchandise linked to it. You can buy their makeup. You can buy their wash bags and bottles and all that sort of crack um, and after after this they will have all their brand endorsements and their Instagram followers are a million plus so they'll they'll have people clamour in to sign them up and some of them may well get their own shows or spin-off shows from it so that they do use it as a launch pad and no, not everybody that's in there will be, have been being genuine but you, you can tell that the, the people that, w- that were genuine and they were being themselves because um, not only were they presenting this sort of picture perfect image of themselves, they were also letting themselves down in terms of how they were behaving as well in certain circumstances. Yeah, but just one other thing. If you go if you go into a nightclub where people meet and the glamorous people are there, the the ordinary people are there too. The the, the girl who's a little overweight or the, the fella with the you know the awkward shaped nose, they're they're all there, but they, they never make it to, to Love Island. That that's I feel sorry for those kids who are sitting at home thinking, you know, I couldn't be there because I'm not pretty enough. Yeah, well, that um, that that is like the the, the sort of uh, premise of the show is that it's it's glam young people that are there, and it does concern me that that the young people would you know it would make them sort of feel bad about their body image or how they appear. But you have to remember, this show goes out at nine o'clock at night. That's the sort of watershed time. You know, young children aren't supposed to be watching this, and if they are, that's bad parenting. Yeah, but even the even the the seventeen eighteen year old girl or fella who feels a little bit inadequate because you know Jill down the street is the glamour puss and it's only Jill that's ever going to be or, or you know Jill or Robbie they're going to be 
on the the screen, but you know Frank and yeah. you know Frank's friends aren't. Well, there could be there could be um, uh, there could be a spin-off series. There could be room for another series where it's a whole bunch of uh, of uh, really Love Island does fat people. Love Island. <laughs> I would ha- or or whatever. Like you know, I think it would be it would be a good idea to open it up to all shapes and sizes. But I think that people that argue that it's you know it's about it's about sort of this sort of um, glam lifestyle and it's supposed to be aspirational and that, and that sort of thing. And it's actually, it was actually quite disturbing that one of the, the young girls in the, in the programme, Anna, she's a 28-year-old girl and she's a, a curvy frame and, you know, she's a healthy girl um, and she would be on, on, on the curvier side of things. And there was a lot of abuse uh, targeted towards her, oh, she's fat and she's this. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, like if, if if a young woman that's maybe a size 10 or a size 12 or whatever it is that she is, is being criticised, you know, for, for being fat, that's outrageous. And, and I, I think that speaks to a bigger problem um, that society has with body image and, and expectations on, on young people. Um, so, yes, it's not going to, it's not a, a show that's going to um, appeal to everybody, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not question time, like, Totally, totally. And it is a huge, huge success. It is a massive, massive success. And as you say, the young fella who won it uh, comes across uh, apparently as being very well brought up. And that is, uh, uh, that's nice to see that uh, the, the nice guy wins through that, that, you know, genuinely that is nice to see. Yeah, but I think it was more of a, it was more of a case that Amber won it, and he was standing beside her. I think that people had seen the journey that Amber had been on, and she had been coupled up with a, another a firefighter called Michael, who had sort of dumped her for another woman during the course of the show, um, and she was devastated about that. And then you saw her girlfriends, you know, pick her up, and you know, her, her sort of fighting back, and then her being down, and then Greg coming in and being a gentleman and, and sort of um, making her smile again. And 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 I think that she won the show because people saw that she'd been. Through through all of that um, and also you know he was kind of just there like b- because he had been like if he had been horrible then she wouldn't have won it but um, I think it was more her win and, and he was uh, sort of along for the ride but it did it did um, it did well for, for Ireland for um, a young man from here to come across so well on the screen and finally you have to be heterosexual to be on Love Island oh do you I didn't know that I presume so I didn't it's, all, know that. It's, it, it's all men and women isn't it um, yes, uh, it is. Although I think that one of the contestants spoke about ha- having sort of uh, bisexual experiences whenever they were younger, but um, I wasn't aware of that. I've only started watching it in the last couple of years. I know there's been hardcore fans that have been down since day one, but maybe there could be an LGBT love island. Who knows? Yeah, but that's but what I'm saying. If, if you're, um, if, but if you were on, if you're on the current edition of it, there'd be no point in being. You couldn't express your bisexuality or your your uh, homosexual interest. You could you couldn't go on and fall in. You know, Ronnie couldn't go on and fall in love with Robbie it, 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 it doesn't work like that on the, uh, on the screen or have I missed something well that, well, that, that it, I suppose that it would be possible but I think that, I think the lineup this year was and, and has been um, um, a heterosexual lineup so there would be there would be uh, uh, room there for expanding and further series it would actually be great but it depends what the it depends what the producers of the programme feel that the series is about and what they want it to be um, but yeah like I would welcome that I would welcome a more diverse um, crowd I would welcome uh, people of different sexualities I would welcome people of different body shapes and sizes 
Um, I know that for some people the pill is, but it's sort of uh, this uh, unattainable sort of per- perfection. But you know, whenever you, you look past the, the eyelashes, they're not perfect. Like. Yeah, yeah, and then of course that would be the real world that you'd you'd be producing. You couldn't have the real world when you've got Love Island. Love Island is special. I think, I think, I think it will be crack. I think a, I think a, an Irish version would be great as well. Because um, the, you know, the Irish contestants this year, Maura and Greg and Yolande, have gone down really well, um, and I think that the I think it will be definitely be a different um, there will be a different sort of scene to it if it was uh, a little bit closer to home. But um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of snobbery around the program as well. Like you know, there's no way I would watch that rubbish, and it's it's just pure trash or whatever. And yes, it is candy floss TV, um, but it, it it's entertaining and it's crack. I, I would never call I it, I, you know, I need to emphasise that. I wouldn't call it pure trash because I haven't enough knowledge of it. I, I haven't enough, mm-hmm. I haven't seen I haven't seen it to, to pass uh, judgment on it. I like the idea of the Irish version where the couples could all go to Craggy Island and they <laughs> could all make love in that parochial house. <laughs> My goodness. We could be onto something there, Amanda. But huge success, gigantic success. There's going to be two series of it next next year. And well done to Amber and to Greg, who will make a fortune out of it. And you have to stand back and, and applaud them. Uh, great to hear, Amanda, that you're not just a serious <laughs> journalist, that you do enjoy a bit of crack on TV. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> uh, fair play to you, fair play to you. I wouldn't be ashamed to admit it either. I'm just being honest, I haven't seen it. Uh, but uh, Amanda, thank you, thank you. Uh, your opinions on it, Love Island, were you hooked or are you not prepared to admit that you were hooked? Are you-